Hey there, it's Mara Schiavocampo, and you're listening to Motivated. Whether you work out regularly or someone who really watches your diet, or maybe you've slipped off the wagon or gained back some weight that you've lost, or you just need an extra push to help you stay on track, staying motivated is key. And that's why we're here to help. Every week, we're bringing you the top health, wellness, and fitness experts, along with a lot of really amazing everyday people. And it's all about helping you live a healthier and happier life. Don't want to wait until Monday for the next episode of Motivated? You can hear it three days early on the TuneIn app. Download TuneIn today and listen for free. guys, today we are talking about resolutions and some really smart health and wellness tips for the new year because 2018 is almost here. I'm joined by the ladies itself. Again, we had a great conversation last time. It is great to have you back. Jessica Cruel and Amy Isinger, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having us. All right. So let's get right into it. Um, I want to talk about some smart resolutions. because I feel like a lot of times we make these huge resolutions for the coming year. We're like, I'm going to lose 50 pounds by March. You know, things that you really setting yourself up for failure. They're overly ambitious. They're not realistic. Um, and then you slide back into old habits. So I think it makes sense to plan your resolution smartly. So one that I love, find a workout that you love. I'm a big believer in this because if you are dragging yourself to the gym, you're just not going to go and you should feel good about going. So tell me about why this is a smart resolution. I mean, I think finding a workout that you love is absolutely essential, whether that is that means you're doing a lot of yoga, whether that means you're doing a high intensity interval training class, because if you find something that you love, you're also going to be able to get some of those um, some of those negative thoughts out of your head every time that you go. Like, I don't want you to go to the gym and feel weighed down and feel like, you know, feel like you're looking around at everyone else and thinking like, oh, you know, I'm I'm not doing it as well as that person or I don't look like that person. So if you're there and you're loving the class, you're going to forget about everybody else in the room. And you're just going to be focused on you having a good time, you know, doing doing the movement that you love. And I'm a big believer that any movement is good movement. So even if you can't make it to that workout class, you know, once once a day or, you know, once a couple times a week, as long as you're getting out there and moving, maybe you ride a bike to work. Maybe you, uh, you know, maybe you go for a walk with your friends or something like that all counts. It's all good. What what workouts do you guys love? There's core power yoga. Um, there's um, there are a couple of different kinds of more like strength focused yoga classes, and you can find these across the country too. So you're a big yoga girl. I'm a big yoga fan, and I'm a big running fan. So any mm. any kind of running, you know, the treadmill classes w- became a really big deal. I think like last year and kind of the year before. Um, I'm still a big fan of treadmill classes, especially in the winter. I'm not one of those hardcore runners who likes to go running in the snow. I know right. those people are out there. God bless them. I know. I right? see them in, in shorts in the snow at four in the morning and I'm like and I'm like coming home from somewhere and I'm like you're out you just woke up to run it's crazy um how about you what's your thing I uh love strength tra- strength training so I love Orange Theory that's like Orange Theory's my great. go-to and I love that it's all around the country yeah. like I was on a work trip in Florida and I was able, able to find an Orange Theory nearby it's like a McDonald's of fitness but in a good way in the best like, way like you know exactly what you're gonna get exactly and I have friends who also do it so we like clock in with each other and I also use my little tracker that I got from them for my at-home workouts. So I'm able to track my heart rate when I'm at home or I can't make it out to my local Orange Theory. And so. I, I love that their treadmill is a little bouncy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it makes me feel a little more fit than I actually am, yeah. which is always a good thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on. Another one. Take time for recovery. 
So a lot of people think of recovery as a waste of time. Mm -hmm. And we had a guest here as a professional football player for the Jets. And he takes his recovery as seriously as he takes his workouts. Like he's hardcore about it. He's in like ice baths and cold chambers and he's like smoothies loaded up with berries and antioxidants and sleep, really disciplined sleep schedule. Recovery for him is a part of training. Why is recovery so important? I mean, recovery is it. It it allows you to get back into peak performance that much faster. If you're not taking time to recover, you know, when you're working out, you're creating uh, sort of like micro tears in the muscles, right? Like your muscles get sore, they get worn down. And if you're not allowing time for your body to repair those those little tears in the muscle, that's how you build new muscle, right? That's how you get stronger. Um, sort of like a very broad broad look at that. But um, that happens um, during sleep. Um, that happens when you're not moving as much. Um, and it also happens, you know, when you're, again, you're talking about his smoothies and, you know, maybe he's getting a little extra protein from those or he's getting some, uh, you know, some extra nutrient from the fresh foods that he's eating. That's all helping your body repair. And of course, then there are things that you can do to speed that up. You can do your ice baths, you know, you can do um, uh, kind of like the compression uh, leg machines, you know, that are going to kind of squeeze and release on the muscles on your legs that's going to help and rolling foam rolling helps but it's true we're seeing a lot more uh, recovery classes which i think is cool too because it means like even if you're sort of like what do i do like how do i how do i recover um you know soul cycle is now offering um kind of like a recovery class um tone house here in the city they offer a recovery class so um i think we're going to see this um talking thinking about trends for 2018 i think we're going to see recovery classes going more and more everywhere you know so how, how often should you be striving for a, a rest and recovery day I mean, it varies. Um, it, it totally, it's individual depending on your level and how, how much you're training. But I, I personally think, you know, working out more than three days in a row for the average person, I think about every three days, go ahead and give yourself a rest day, take a break. There's not really a need to work out every single day unless you're training for something that's very sports specific, like you're training for that marathon, you're training for a half marathon, um, in which case you should be following a plan. And then that plan might, you know, be giving you a rest day every five days or something like that. Okay, so those are two easy resolutions or easy, but um, attainable. Yes. Um, okay, so another one is sleep. So try to get yeah. more sleep. Mm-hmm. So so why is sleep so important? How, how many hours should do, do you think we should be striving for? Seven is the goal. Seven is the goal. Seven is the goal. And I mean, seems, it's not unreasonable. It's, it's not, not like 10. It's definitely not 10. 10 is <laughs> if you're getting 10 hours of sleep, please tell me all your secrets. God, God bless you. I can't even <laughs> sleep that long. No, seven is the goal. And sleep is so important because just as Amy was saying, you recover. Your body needs that time to kind of sleep, rest do its thing, reset for the next day, right? Because basically when we step outside, when we run, we're using all of our energy and our body is working to use that energy. And same thing with your skin. Your skin is like fighting against damage all day from the sun. So when you're sleeping, it can take a break, can take a breath and really kind of recover. And um, I think there are a lot of things you can do to help actually get that sleep. I think for me, what's been most beneficial is creating a routine, Right. So I tried to take my TV out of my bedroom, which was so hard Mm -hmm. because I love to binge on Netflix in bed. And FYI, watching Stranger Things right before bed is not the way to get good sleep. (laughs) I did that the other night and I was up all night 
thinking about, well, I'm not going to, I don't want to give any spoilers, (laughs) but let's just say I did not sleep well. (laughs) So that would be on the list of things not to do. Exactly. Exactly. But like taking the TV, kind of putting the electronics to bed is also a great way, about an hour, at least 30 minutes before you're trying to go to sleep. Um, And also like, I am a big fan. You know, I'm a beauty editor. I love to spray lavender. I create the mood. Right. I spray (laughs) lavender. I turn the lights low. You know, I just make it a moment. A right. sleep moment. And um, I think doing that helps your gives your body cues to say, OK, it's time to go to sleep. This is the time we do this every night, which makes it easier to get to sleep. Right. And, you know, staying to sleep, you can do, you know, various things. If you're not getting what you think is quality sleep, there are lots of apps and things like that that you can wear at night to track your sleep. Um, and on your phone, it tells you when the best time to wake up and things like that. Oh, well, that's yeah. interesting. I'm a big fan of white noise as well. I think um, like a white in, noise machine. Like, you exactly. Um, both. But yeah, a white noise machine or um, I know there are a couple of apps, you know, um, Calm is one of mm-hmm. them um, that it's just white noise that kind of helps to keep you soothed and can help will you keep it, asleep. Will it drown out a two year old that wakes up multiple times in the night? I'm it, just, just asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> it drowns out sirens. You know, that's what I like, you know. And you live in New York City. You hear there's a lot of noise pollution. And so I think having something to kind of try to silence that a little bit. Also making your room dark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big thing. Even I, paint. Painting yeah. the room dark. Yep. Yeah. I actually, a good friend of mine is an interior designer. And she said the bedroom is a great place to use really dark paint mm-hmm. because you'll sleep better. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. You want to create create the mood, yeah. as you would say. And then also from a beauty perspective, mm-hmm. sleep is really good for the way you look. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. They don't call Can it you tell for my face that I right. did not get a lot of sleep last night. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, when you sleep, same thing. Your skin actually has a similar circadian rhythm that your body does, and so at night it's recovering from all that damage. It's taking the time, the sun damage that you get during the day. It's kind of trying to repair that while you sleep. And so I think you know all the things that we talk about, puffiness, under eye circles. A lot of that is affected by how much we rest. And so I think it's a great time to kind of reset and sleep at night and you'll notice a difference the next morning. And another thing a lot of people don't get is there are like kind of bad habits when it comes to sleep and beauty. One thing you sh- no one's probably doing that everyone I think should is change your pillowcases very often. How often? I don't even do this. How often? So like two times a week was like the Who ultimate has goal. Time for all once that laundry week, though? Once a week, but Maybe have more pillowcases. Okay. I recommend people get more pillowcases so mm-hmm. that you're not doing laundry more often. Mm-hmm. You just have more pillowcases. I wonder how often most people change. I don't want to say mine. I don't want to say feel, either. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb. This is my every other every resolution. other week. Every other week we change our, we change the sheets. Yes. Is that not often enough? That's that's a good start. Any. You got a, a resolution, I think. You have a resolution. <laughs> but not because, twice a week. I'm not, I'm not well, going to aim for that. Because the pillowcase t- takes all those oils from our face mm-hmm. and all the germs off our hair. And literally, it stays there. And then you sleep on it. Mm. And then you wake up and you sleep on it again. And then you sleep on it again. What if you just turn the pillow over? That's another way to get longer <laughs> life out of it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking outside it's, the box. You no, know, exactly. Exactly. You know, all these things can help. You know, right. if you have skin, if you have acne, you're finding you're getting breakouts. Mm-hmm. That's one way you can really help Okay, is to change your pillowcase a little bit more often. Okay. I will aim for that. Goals. Um, goals. Yes. <laughs> hashtag goals. Um, I want to give a shout out to the New York Times because they, they did a great column um, in their Smarter Living um, section about other healthy habits for 2018. So we're going to get to some of those now. Um, so stress, managing stress. And you mentioned yoga. You're a big yoga fan, as am I. I do it mainly for the de-stressing. How can yoga and physical activity in general help you manage your stress? 
I well, I think the big thing with yoga in particular is it's uh, it's it's obviously it's rooted in something that's supposed to help you uh, sort of center yourself, balance yourself. Um, meditation um, and deep breathing, I think, is what's really coming out of yoga classes and out of a meditation practice, and that's going to help you de-stress. Anytime you can sit there, take ten deep breaths. It's going to calm you down. It's going to slow your heart rate. It's just going to it's going to help you feel like your shoulders drop. All of those things. Um, I think uh, again, finding uh, going back to that, finding a workout that you love. Um, if it's not yoga, it could be running. I know a lot of people who go running to help de stress because it's just uh, some sort of like repetitive motion that allows you to take your mind off of whatever you've been thinking about all day. If you've been worried about something, well, let, let's. I'm going to interrupt you for a second to talk yeah. about running because what they say, and this is again from the New York Times Smarter Living, um, is that a recent study found that runners tend to live longer than non-runners, even if they run slowly, shout out to all my fellow slow runners, or sporadically, and even if they smoke, drink, or are overweight, no other form of exercise that researchers looked at showed compatible impacts on lifespan. So as I've said many times, I hate to run. I run often. I do it because I like the way I feel afterwards. You love to run. I do. Okay. What do you love about it? I I love it for the de-stressing. You know, actually, it's kind of funny really quick story but when i first started working in um in journalism and in news i everyone around me i noticed a lot of people smoked and a lot of people drank and i thought in I, journalism <laughs> no and i and i thought and i thought i i want a way to alleviate stress that's going to be healthy and we know we're in a stressful industry so i started running and it it's helped it it really does help me just clear my mind at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day it sets me up to feel more focused and more energized um i also think running is just great because there's such a low barrier of entry. If you are 18 years old or older or younger, you've probably run at some point in your life. Right. You know how to do it. Um, you can do it just about anywhere. Um, and, and so I think that it's just a great way to get people moving and you don't have to feel like it's this big effort. I didn't have to go out and buy a lot of fancy equipment. I didn't have to learn a lot of technique. I just started doing it, you know? Yeah. And so if you're someone who, I mean, knowing this, and this is a, a pretty significant um, incentive, is that you, you could live longer even even if you have other bad habits, how would you encourage um, beginners? So, so what can people do if they're? Do you run? I would say this is for me. This is my. I'm okay, just going to yes. listen okay. because <laughs> I try to run, but I am the slowest runner on staff. I can guarantee it. <laughs> so, so what tips would you give for beginners and, I, uh, to get into it? And a lot of people are intimidated by running. I think um, start with time is a really good way. So tell yourself, I'm going to run for five minutes, or maybe I'm going to run for three minutes, walk for one minute, and I'm going to repeat that pattern. Or I'm going to run for three minutes, walk for three minutes. Um, Don't worry about distance. Don't worry about speed. Just go for time and start building up on time. And once you can get to a point where maybe you can run, and I mean run at your own pace, whether that's a jog, whether that's a brisk walk, um, once you can do that for about 10 or 15 minutes, you know, then you can start adding in um, a little bit more of a focus on maybe uh, distance or duration or um, uh, the amount the distance that you're running yeah um, but at first just go for just go for time I'm gonna run for three minutes I'm gonna walk for one I'm gonna repeat that pattern five times yeah you know that's it just yeah. start there I've actually found that super helpful like I use the couch to 5k app okay and the beautiful thing about that is it beeps you can mm. listen to your music but you keep your headphones in you know be careful when you're running out right. in the world with your headphones in but it beeps and tells you when to start running and when to stop running. So it's called Couch to 5K. Yes. I think okay. it's C to 5K, C2, the number 5K mm-hmm. um, in the app store. But that has been super helpful for me because it builds up. The first day, you're just like running for a minute and then walking for a minute and a half. 
And it gets you to a 5K. And eventually, if you keep with it. I never got past like week two. Is that your resolution for 2018? Is that a good one? Running a 5K? Hashtag goals. Why not? Yeah, run a 5K. That was my goal for last year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? (laughs) Better late than never. Let's just carry it on over. (laughs) Roll over. Roll over. Um, Okay, well, speaking of apps, so now let's talk about some trends that Mm -hmm. we're going to see next year. Because every year we see, you know, new health and fitness trends. Um, Apps is a big one fitness apps. And last time you were here, you gave me a recommendation for one called Aptive. And I started using it. And you can you decide what kind of workout you want. And it you plays music and it tells you it's like having a coach in your headphones. I love it. So shout out to Aptive. It has pushed me the let you can choose your level. You can choose the time you want to spend. The music is good because I find my problem with a lot of these apps is the music sucks. It's like that canned, like, you know, this is all we get the rights to kind of music. Um, so what are some of the other apps that people can look for that are just going to help them reach their goals? I mean, I like I like Aptive. I'm so I'm so happy that you like that one, too. There are a lot of couch to 5K apps that will help you sort of with a training program. And then there are a lot of uh, like seven minute workout apps out there as well. I know like uh, the Johnson Johnson, like seven minute scientific workout app is a good one. Is that the one that's like use a chair and you like squats and lunges basically and yeah. it's they said it's like the perfect like the, the perfect most workout. efficient workout in seven minutes yes the 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 uh the key there the one catch that you've got there is that you do need to push yourself for those seven minutes it's yeah. not like a leisurely stroll in the park for seven minutes it's right. like you need to work Go but then out. it's over it's over after seven minutes but um yeah there's that there's um there's another sort of app that's similar to aptive called uh spring um that's just recently out um there is uh gold's gold's gym has an amp amp app um that's also for you know body weight workouts and coaching things like that so i think um there are a lot of great options out there you just gotta most of them offer free trials if they are paid apps so i would definitely suggest do the free trial first figure out what you like yeah before you commit and that's what i did because after i mean it's not cheap i think it's like 99 dollars for a year or something don't quote me on that but it's a, in that ballpark um and i wasn't sure that i wanted to commit to it um but it does have a free trial app and now you know whenever a free trial and when that period's up i'm gonna subscribe because it's you know it's definitely worth it um okay now you talked about uh recovery and recovery classes. So are we going to start seeing, I mean, people might think this is silly. I'm going to go somewhere so they can help me like foam roll and stretch. But you think we're going to see a lot more of this? I think we're going to see a lot more of it. And also because, you know, it might seem a little bit silly, but the reality is like, you know, just like you had to learn, maybe someone had to teach you how to weightlift properly or how to, you know, do spin classes or cycling classes um, properly. Why not have someone properly tell you, hey, you know, that tight spot on your body, here's how to alleviate that. Um, And, you know, um, if you are, for instance, after every time you work out, I get low back pain or something, right? Like, well, maybe here's what you're doing wrong and here's how we can fix that. So I think that what you're getting when you go to a recovery class is you're getting that expert help um, to, to, to really get your body back to peak performance. Mm. Um, okay, connectivity, a connected everything, right? Everything. So what can we expect to see in the coming year and how is it different from what we've already seen? I mean, you know, the, the Apple Watch is huge, obviously, and now we're seeing more and more. Do you um, guys have, do you wear them? I actually forgot mine today, but I usually I have, have it on. Okay. Um, but I think we're going to see more and more of these. Um, I'm wondering if I should ask Santa for an Apple Watch. Should I? Yes. Yeah. Is it worth it? They're they're awesome. Are they? Yeah. I mean, I like it less for workouts, but more for sleep. I think it's really interesting, like the things you can track on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's true. And there are a lot of good ones, too. If you're not into the Apple Watch, you know, there's the Garmin. There's, um, what is it, the, um, the new Fitbit. Like, does Gucci make one? <laughs> <laughs> they Michael do Kors. Have, they do have, they have a big partnership with, I think it's Hermes. And you can get oh, like well, a, I don't know if I'm that fancy, fancy oh, Jessica. Well, you said Gucci. I mean. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, um, I have the sport band. <laughs> right, so. right. Hashtag goals. Okay. <laughs> the Hermes sport watch. Um, okay. But sorry to kind of cut you oh, off. Oh, no, no. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, we're going to see a lot more of the connected wearables now connecting to uh, like treadmills, things like that at the gym so that it's no longer about like, you know, choosing between your calorie count or your distance on a treadmill or something. It's all going to be tracked and it's all going to be a lot more individualized. And I think that the um, the sort of uh, artificial intelligence around these apps and the mm-hmm. learning capabilities of these apps is just going to keep getting better and better next year. So that it could be communicating with the treadmill or the elliptical or whatever device you're on. Exactly. Well, that would be cool. Yeah. I feel like the big hole in all this is calorie tracking, automatic calorie tracking for what you're actually consuming. Because food is the single biggest important part of our health and wellness. Do we agree on that? Um, and a lot of times when people are even tracking their food, you're, you're overestimating or underestimating what you're eating. You're not. If there was a way to measure that more accurately, I think, you know, then we're in a whole different territory. I agree. We have we have some good articles on this actually on self.com as well about, uh, you know, someone who said I kept track of everything I ate for a week and then I worked with a dietitian and how kind of drastically it changed their approach to eating. And, you know, we do know that um, if you're looking to make more healthy decisions around what you're eating, the old fashioned way, writing it down before you eat it is actually yes. still one of the most effective ways to make healthier decisions around what you eat. Yeah. So we got to get on that. Maybe there's like, you know, a business there. We'll, we'll create something. <laughs> Something and then <laughs> hashtag goals, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so connected everything. Uh, we're gonna see uh, this is Jessica, this is yours, a customization, right? Yes, so I think I'm seeing it a lot, you know, in beauty, but in other categories as well. I think we're asking for specific workouts, specific products. I think a lot of people want to see things built for them. Yes, that's what we come to expect now. Exactly. And I think this could be anything from, you know, personal trainers that are easily accessible online and affordable, you know, that kind of thing. You see a lot of this via Instagram, people building custom programs for lots of people. Um, And I think customization is something that is becoming the norm now. And next year, I think we're going to see a lot more of that, too. And you're seeing this in the beauty space. Yes. Uh, So, for example, uh, foundation. So Mm -hmm. people who wear foundation know it's so hard to find that exact match. And a few brands are actually finding ways to use your phone to take pictures of certain areas of your skin to create a custom match for you. Wow. Then they go into their labs and they literally mix the right blend that matches your exact skin tone. Hmm. Is that at a, an affordable price point, though? Yes. Yeah, so I think the Bare Minerals is one of the brands who collaborated with an app to create this just recently. And I think the foundation might be around 40 bucks, you know, okay, with shipping. So it's expensive for a foundation, but considering that it's custom blended for your skin. Exactly. It's not going to break the bank. Well, I mean, also previous to getting a custom foundation or finding the right match, it's likely that you're buying two foundations. Right. You have to buy multiple. Yeah. Exactly. I have three, I have three shades of everything. Exactly. You're but buying also three your, shades but of But your face is not the same color everywhere. And That's that my issue. is also taken into consideration because you don't take it in just one place. You take it at different spots right. to kind of help get a kind of uniform look all over. Right. And I mean, I think it's also in lipsticks and in even shampoos. You can say what exact three things you're looking for out of your shampoo 
and they'll send you this thing just for you that's custom blended. So I think customization is so essential and it's something that we're going to see so much more of because that's what the consumer wants. Yeah. Um, and this last one I love because I really think this is kind of the, the mentally healthiest way to live is a focus on confidence and strength as opposed to being skinny or a specific size or a specific look. Are we really going to see more of that in 2018? Yes. I mean, I it's never going to die. I think <laughs> we've definitely turned a corner, mm-hmm. I think, with the way we think about fitness and the way we think about ourselves even. I think I go to the gym because I want to live a longer life and I want to feel stronger. When I fall off the wagon, I feel it. Right. It's not so much about the look. I feel slower, yeah. more tired. I'm not sleeping as well. You know, I think that's that strength is what I love to see. And what's really powerful is when you've lived your whole life one way and then you make those changes and it's like you've woken up from a dream. It's mm-hmm. like you've come out of a fog and you think like, my God, I'm not supposed to be dragging around. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed mm-hmm. to be feeling like I need a nap at 3 p.m. Right. I'm not supposed to be dragging myself out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. You don't realize how impactful those decisions we make every day are to the way we feel every day. Yeah. What you put in your body and what you what activities you do with your body, it all comes back. Mm-hmm. It does. It's and really so and, and the focus on strength. And especially with women, I feel like this is really changing. I mean, the focus on strength is great because um, strength training is going to help um, your body in a number of ways. It's going to help you. It will help you be stronger. It helps to increase bone density, which is great because we know women especially may have to deal with like osteoporosis, things like that as you get older. So um, strength training will help, you know, give you better bones. Um, Strength training usually does aid a little bit in cardiovascular strength as well. It gives you a better heart, makes your heart a little bit stronger. And, you know, again, heart disease, one of the those big kind of silent killers that's out there that um, a little bit of working out, a little bit of strength training can help with. Um, And then, of course, there is the confidence that comes with like, I don't know. I mean, this sounds really like basic, I guess, but um, being able to lift heavy stuff. Right. There's just something really empowering about that. Like I can lift up heavy things. Cool. Uh, That is empowering. Like when I can change the water cooler water without having to ask anyone for help, that feels really good. It's fun. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's also for me about getting to know my body better and recognizing that my body can do things the way it is, right? right? I don't have to be tiny, you know, slim, that size too. I always want it to be in order to be strong. And I think when I look at myself in the gym mirrors, you know, I do see the roles I still have or the, you know, cellulite on my thighs that's not going away but i appreciate that you know i appreciate it for its strength you are strong now exactly nothing else needs to change it doesn't matter what size you are and i think this confidence is also about walking to a gym and knowing that you're strong right you know i've had i've been at the gym you know starting to do the weight rack and a man comes over you're gonna lift that oh yeah i'm about to kill this right (laughs) stand back please yeah i love the guys with the unsolicited um advice at the gym yeah it's it's like mm, first of all i didn't ask (laughs) second of all you need to look like you know thor if you're gonna like Mm -hmm. like if you like don't come giving me unsolicited advice if you got a ways to go too um what do you guys have resolutions Hmm. You know, I think uh, I think a lot of my resolutions actually uh, in recent years have been more internal. um, And I think they've been things about like more like uh, finding better balance in my life to find more time to spend um, with friends and family and not let work be so all consuming, which is a healthy 
resolution. But I think I got to focus that one because that one's a little broad. So I think I need to work on focusing that a bit more, but probably something around that. Um, I'd like to run another half next year. That's a good one, too. Did you run a half marathon this year? I ran two. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's um, like you ran one then. It's like you ran a full marathon. <laughs> it's like I, on different occasions. Right. <laughs> you just split it just up split on it different up. days. <laughs> so great. I'd like to do a half next year. I think that would be cool. New York, the New York City half marathon has a brand new route this year mm-hmm. um, that's going to take you through Brooklyn and then back into the Manhattan. Uh, so that would be a cool one. Okay. What about you, Jessica? Uh, I think my resolution for me is to really take time and make mental health important. Mm. Uh, I think it's something that often goes to the back burner. And so for me, that also means going to the gym. Cooking is one of my like de-stress moments. Mm-hmm. You like to cook. I love to cook. And I like just you were saying, you can't really think about anything when you're cooking. Like I could chop my finger off if I'm not focused. Right. So it's like I, everything else disappears and I'm literally just focused on yeah. cooking. So that's like my form of meditation. So doing mm-hmm. more of that kind of finding ways to settle my mind and kind of live a more purposeful mm-hmm. life. You know, I think journaling is also another thing um, with mental health. That's really important. So all those things, I think I'm just trying to find your best, the best version of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like what's your peak performance? You were saying about your body feels at how it feels at a peak performance. I'm reaching for that. So trying to figure out what those things are. Right. That's yeah. great. How about you? What's your I don't know. I haven't decided yet. You know, there was one that I set for this year that I haven't um, accomplished yet. I think I want to actually try to do it for the year ends. We have some time. I really wanted to hold a snake. Oh, because I am afraid to hold a snake. Ah, so I feel like it's a representation of overcoming something that I've been afraid of for a long time, and that I probably have no reason to fear, because um, I, you know, nine times out of ten, when people hold the right type of snake, nothing happens at all yeah. except holding a snake. <laughs> so I got some time. I may still be able to get that into 2017. If not, I'm just going to roll that over. Like you're going to roll over your 5K, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going so <laughs> like to take I'm that as a yes. I'm the only person on staff who has a run of 5K. Right. I'm like the cheerleader. I'm like, yay, self-staffer. All, right. all right. So 2018, half marathon, 5K. Yeah. And the snake. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Staying motivated is a 24-7 job. Let's keep this conversation going. Send us your questions by using the hashtag motivated or tweet me at MaraCamp. Help spread the motivation by taking a moment to give us a quick review. Just click the link in the description of this episode. New episodes post Monday mornings. And don't forget, you can listen to motivated episodes three days early on the TuneIn app. New episodes will post on Fridays. Download TuneIn today and listen for free. Motivated is a production of ABC News. Thanks for listening. I'm Mara Scavalcampo. 